Well, shall we start the shows? Man, I don't want to do no show. What you mean you don't want to do a show? That's what you're supposed to be thinking about while we're out riding all day. We decided that back in Sioux City. Yeah, I know we decided that. I just don't feel like doing a show. Well, if you ain't going to do a show, then you can't watch our show. We got to do a show every night. How are you going to call yourself a cowboy and come nightfall, he ain't going to do a show for everybody? You better just spin your ass right around and stare at that prairie boy. The hell I am. The hell you ain't. Welcome back, everybody. This is Rock Hard Caucus. This is episode 65. This is the number one podcast for haters in the state of <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> yeah, we took a vacation, and we were all very angry over that entire time since the last episode. A hate-fueled vacation. Yes. We've all been sipping Haterade. Yeah, I took a nice, relaxing vacation. Just been having a great time away from the podcast. <laughs> all right i'm here i'm justin and we got evan and stella here tonight hello thank you both for joining me anytime and we are celebrating the anniversary of a traumatic event this week (laughs) august 10th of 2020 was the derecho that decimated cedar rapids and it's currently august 13th so we just passed the year mark for that how do you feel about the year that's gone by since then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just about as shitty as the one before it. <laughs> <laughs> We've made a lot of progress since that day. It's just been one catastrophe after another. Well, that train started before the derecho. The derecho was like right. The second or third <laughs> catastrophe on mm-hmm. the train. The train of catastrophes. <laughs> Somehow things just continually get worse and worse and even when they start to seem a little bit better they just get worse (laughs) (laughs) yeah you always have to expect the worst now every pessimistic prediction is always the correct one yeah i hadn't been to cedar rapids or back to cedar rapids since june of this year and it's uh still crazy to see that there's still piles of wood and shit like Mm -hmm. in my old neighborhood and It's still very obvious that something really bad happened. (laughs) Yeah. I guess the city had some kind of uh, event commemorating the derecho. I saw that. At at Beaver Park, which is still, like, I think you can't even go in parts of that park still because... Yeah, that's that's my old neighborhood there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, it does seem like that was one of the worst hit areas. I mean, it was... uh, It did hit Des Moines as well, but I didn't even lose power like a lot of people did but um and i think like marshalltown like there's a lot of Mm -hmm. places obviously it was huge i mean Mm -hmm. we talked about it on the show you guys know (laughs) yeah it does seem though like through some weird twist sick of fate like cedar rapids though really got the brunt i don't know if it's just because the winds were so strong by the time it had reached cedar rapids or like there's a city there, so of course the amount of damage to like people's homes and stuff is going to be most affected there. Like if it was just cornfields <laughs> where Cedar Rapids is, yeah, you know that would have been yeah. one thing. But just seems like really the perfect the perfect storm, if you will. <laughs> yeah, it definitely got a lot stronger, but I think like the strongest part of the storm was yeah, just directly over mm-hmm. Cedar Rapids. 
Uh, Stella, I think you actually, did you prepare something for this oh anniversary? Oh boy, did I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys need to, to stop like reminiscing and referencing stuff because it might come up in this fantastically researched segment oh, okay. that I've prepared. So so we got to shut our fucking mouth. Right? <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, can't do. <laughs> We're listening to women now. Yes. <laughs> Unlike Twitter. Trying to silence the voices of women. <laughs> yeah, Stella got suspended for threatening a man. Yes, for threatening to kick him in his nuts, of which none existed. So Twitter shut me down. <laughs> yeah, Twitter's nuts moderation not so good with irony, or you know, no, yeah, yeah, or women in general. Yeah, well, <laughs> they haven't taken any um. action against me for threatening Stella. In a similar manner. <laughs> yeah. In an anatomically correct, similar manner. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a hateful couple weeks, I think we can <laughs> suffice to say. So, um, so as you mentioned, this past week, we observed the one-year anniversary of the derecho touching down in Iowa, which um, famously prevented Rock Hard Caucus from recording for several days and weeks. Mm, yep. Yep. The largest felt impact of the storm. That was one of our yeah previous vacations. We've had a couple of those now. <laughs> <laughs> We're very lazy. <laughs> Except for Just Justin. So much sloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Justin deserved a, an actual vacation. <laughs> Um, as you know, 17 months is also a typically celebrated anniversary. <laughs> so <laughs> we've also hit the um, 17 month mark into this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I specifically mean when it started affecting Americans and therefore yeah, right. became an actual problem. <laughs> so uh, let's mark these tragic, traumatizing events and their ongoing impact with a goofy little game show. (laughs) So, woo, woo, woo. (laughs) Some brief housekeeping before we get started. I have some notes here. Um, Justin, I know you want to get this episode out as quickly as possible, but I encourage you to really take the time you need. Flex your muscles when it comes to adding music and sound effects for this segment. I'm talking theme songs. I'm talking dings and gun noises and buzzers but remember please please keep it tasteful these are tragedies that we're speaking of (laughs) all right so justin and evan um you need to like make a noise and buzz in or something when you want to answer a question so um just be prepared to make a noise that you think you know represents your personality (laughs) or (laughs) this will work really well over internet with the latency yeah yeah (laughs) we're racing to make our noises if if there's a noise that really comes to mind after you know living through a public health emergency um natural disaster all the shitty stuff that i know has happened in your personal lives like um feel free to to make that your noise okay should we tell you should we make the noise now so that you know what to listen for (laughs) are you prepared to does one spring to mind i'll do something like this kind of a groan (laughs) yeah yeah okay um i'll i'll do a bong Those are both perfect. Oh, my gosh. You guys are the best. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) if you're right, I'm going to try to remember to do like a ding or if you're incorrect, like 
but that might be hard for me to do. It's really difficult to be a quiz master. That's why it's taken so long to like fill Alex Trebek's seat. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, were you in the running for that? (laughs) This is my audition, actually. Okay, I think they already picked the guy, and it was they picked Mm, the guy who was supposed to be picking the guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then they like also picked the lady from the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I, and Blossom. Am, they picked I Blossom. Know, I don't know her name. Blossom yeah. from uh, Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> no, Blossom from Blossom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was like, she had a show in the 90s, I think, where she wore like um, a distinct hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch every fucking episode of Jeopardy if it was hosted by Carmen <laughs> San Diego. Yeah, that'd be cool. They're similar yeah. shows anyway, like the game show version <laughs> of Carmen San Diego. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Justin, you may have to add like those correct or incorrect noises in post. I okay. trust your your judgment. So mm-hmm. okay, here we go. Getting started. Come on down. You're the next contestants on. Derecho or no derecho? <laughs> okay, but, but before we do it, actually, <laughs> here are some. I just wanted to um, share some of the game show names that oh, cool. were also considered. So that wasn't your first. <laughs> that wasn't the first thing you thought of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a quite a process. That's why I was five minutes late to recording. <laughs> workshopping the game show name oh yeah oh yeah we had uh some focus groups some user testing all kinds of stuff so here's here's one wheel of misfortune (laughs) 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 supermarket sweep for the last remaining non-perishable goods um are you smarter than kim reynolds and brad hart nice (laughs) (laughs) this one i Thought was too dark. Uh, the newly dead game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you guys have any other ideas that are better than that? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you got it covered. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm, think, I'm just thinking like no whammies, no whammies over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have. I tried the the one that I tried to come up with something for the longest was for like whose line is it anyway like mm-hmm. I thought that would have been cute but I couldn't think of anything maybe if our listeners I got, tweet at us I got tweet one. At us. Uh, whose power you? line is it anyway oh, that's good. <laughs> I was gonna say whose straight line wind is it <laughs> yeah <anyway>? that's good <laughs> one too <laughs> oh man those are those are very good <laughs> um, okay question the first. Which event happened first? Cedar Rapids Mayor Brad Hart's administration released a comprehensive report on the Cedar Rapids response to the derecho that includes recommendations on how the city may respond to future natural disasters that are increasingly likely with every passing day due to climate change. Or Brad Hart contracted COVID-19. <laughs> hmm. Well, I'll... Ugh, there's my buzzer sound. Um, I guess I'll I'll say he contracted COVID nineteen first. Ding 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 ding. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even remember that. <laughs> it's been a eventful year. Um, so he contracted COVID nineteen and then immediately gave it to his wife, as the <laughs> news story I read decided to include. <laughs> 
So, and that was in October. And uh, credit where credit's due, he was one of the few city mayors in Iowa, you guys may remember, who did issue um, a citywide mask mandate. Yeah. But, I mean, little good it did him personally, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, during the time where he was infected, um, he probably spread the virus to a lot of people because he is prone to frothy rage fits. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is the most effective way? He, to he likes to leave it. very angry voicemails. Yeah, Ugh. well, that's health-wise, that's safer than just yelling at people's faces. That's true. You're right. You would prefer to yeah. do it over a phone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that is a CDC COVID nineteen guideline <laughs> when you need to bitch someone out. <laughs> yeah, that's social distancing connection there. <laughs> and one year later a comprehensive report on how the city responded to the derecho and may respond to similar events in the future does not yet exist. So, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, the city spent some money to get someone to do that, but it's not out yet. And then the commission that's supposed to like talk about that hasn't met for a while, so all right. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, if all goes well, he won't be in in the driver's seat for much longer, so not his yeah. problem. <laughs> I think his odds yeah. are not great, from what I understand. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hard to say, I guess. It seems like he's pretty unpopular. He's yeah. had, I mean, he's had a lot, I mean, being a city mayor for the city of Cedar Rapids in the last few years or whatever, there's been some crazy shit that went down, so, like, anyone mm. would have a hard time, but... I don't know. It seems yeah. like he's he's done I pretty. I see Cedar Rapids people who are very not very politically engaged who are saying to get rid of him. So mm-hmm. that's that's my impression. It's been a bad term. Question two, two question, two furious. Okay, which travels faster, a sneeze carrying COVID nineteen droplets or the derecho winds? Bong. <laughs> yes, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, that's a tough one, but I think. A sneeze might actually be faster. Ooh! Oh no! Damn! <laughs> <laughs> well, I so, wonder who's going to get this one right. Oh well, now that it's answered. Oh yeah. Oh, I should have been keeping track of points. Oh fuck! Well, I'm... I have one point. I have okay. zero points. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Uh, I'll cut that from my when I send this in to my Jeopardy audition. Um, so Derecho wins. They were the equivalent of a Category 2 hurricane. They traveled at 140 miles per hour at their top speeds, Mm -hmm. while a sneeze tops out at a maximum of 100 miles per hour. Okay. All right. Well, I've I've had some very violent sneezes, so (laughs) in my defense. Yeah. No, it feels like you're going really fast. (laughs) Um, And a cough is slower than a sneeze. We got to get one of those, uh, like the guns they use to track how fast someone's pitching a baseball yeah Ooh. <laughs> we gotta do that on one of evan's sneezes mm. yeah <laughs> answer for me this question of three <laughs> listeners if this is the first time you've ever streamed or downloaded rock hard caucus you should know that we are capitalists to our core so <laughs> <laughs> and we always start with the game show also every yeah. episode. <laughs> that's, our, that's what we're known for mm-hmm. <laughs> But surprisingly, most of the facts that I was able to look up for this game show, besides the sneeze one, of course, were like, 
I wanted some hard numbers. Everything is about how these disasters have like affected dollar amounts of stuff mm-hmm. versus like sometimes, of course, like the human impact of these sorts of things. So anyway, we are capitalists. This question is for fellow capitalist Kim Reynolds, girl boss. Okay, which disaster has cost the Iowa economy more? The COVID-19 pandemic, which, as you remember, has occurred over 17 months, or the derecho, the most costly storm in U.S. history of all time? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it to COVID. I feel like the economic effects have been, well, probably the full economic effects haven't even been measured yet. So yeah, I would assume it's a greater toll than the storm. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, so yes. um, I'll... <laughs> All of my research was looking at like COVID-19 up until this point. So as you noted, Justin, to your point, things could get much, much worse, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the derecho likely cost about $11 billion in damage. And I had a really hard time finding a specific number for this one, probably because like COVID isn't done, but it has probably cost Iowa specifically about $17 billion at this point. Okay. It's yep. kind of close. I mean, $6 billion is a lot of money, but... Oh, 17. 17 billion. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, the difference oh. the difference between them is six billion. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, but it's closer I than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Answer henceforth my question, the fourth... <laughs> Okay, what is higher, the percentage of Iowans that are fully vaccinated today or the percentage of corn crops affected by the derecho? (laughs) Uh, Bong. (laughs) Yes? (laughs) Uh, I think it's actually the corn crops. Ooh, yeah, that's what I first thought. Oh, fuck uh, my God. All right, well, no need to keep track. (laughs) Justin wins. (laughs) Oh, I got a lot of questions. You guys aren't doing this yet. Okay, so 53% of Iowans are fully vaccinated. 43% of all the crops were affected. And um, fun fact, all the corn in Iowa increases the humidity and therefore the severity of our thunderstorms and weather events. But here, actually, this last summer has been really a bumper year for the corn farmers. (laughs) A record year despite the drought. Wow. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we all benefit from that. We yeah. love our farmers. A N F. A N F. All right. The fifth season is a question. <laughs> oh. Good reference. Okay. <laughs> um, has the derecho or the pandemic? had a disproportionate impact on low-income families in terms of their... Wait, yeah. Has the derecho or the pandemic had a disproportionate impact on low-income families in terms of their housing, food security, health, financial security, mental well-being, things of that nature? So is this a yes or no question, or is it which has been more disproportionate? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I guess... (laughs) Okay, we're going to throw this one out. Okay, the answer is that both have had disproportionately worse impacts on the most vulnerable Iowans in almost every way imaginable. Yeah. Okay, you guys both get a point for that one. (laughs) This is really a lot like whose line is it anyway? (laughs) The points matter. Yeah, the points points matter a lot. (laughs) Question the sixth, pick up sticks. (laughs) 
I was grasping for straws at this point. So. Grasping for sticks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> As they were, yeah. So have more Iowans tested positive for COVID-19 than the number of Iowans who lost power after the derecho? Uh, <laughs> I'm not even. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even trying <laughs> anymore. Um, okay, it, just to make sure I, I'm thinking about this right. You said the number yeah. of Iowans who have been infected with COVID. Yeah, or tested positive specifically. Tested positive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, versus so. the number of people who lost power due to the derecho. Okay, I think I'm going to give that one to COVID as well. Actually, about mm. um. <laughs> <laughs> about uh they were saying between 400 to 500 thousand people lost power um in the aftermath of the derecho while a little less than 350 thousand iowans have officially tested positive for covid mm-hmm. i know that some folks have reported some weird issues with the data but that was the number yeah. that's the number <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i think justin's right on a technicality here <laughs> those numbers are not accurate there's way more people who did, had covid <laughs> no i know but i guess the yeah, yeah. for the terms of the question justin got it okay i will not add to my my <laughs> total for that i feel like this is the first game show in history where the contestants are like in a mutiny against the host <laughs> <laughs> And uh, just interestingly, I'd like to note, but of course, completely meaningless, it took about two weeks for power to be fully restored for folks who lost it in the derecho, which is the same similar amount of time that it (laughs) can take COVID to incubate in your body before showing symptoms. And is that a coincidence? And the answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it took my parents about two weeks before they got their power back. Yeah. yeah, and then I know a lot of people didn't get their internet until, like, what, October? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite that long for them, but yeah, internet took a while, too. Question number seven, are you guys in heaven playing this game? <laughs> At the Field of Dreams. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. There's something about heaven in that movie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Question yeah, we just is... had the baseball game there last night. Yep, yep. I don't watch mm-hmm. it, because fuck baseball, but... <laughs> Kevin Costner was there, I heard. Mm-hmm. And still hot. Uh, is oh, good for him. Being widely reported. Yeah. <laughs> I saw on the news, <laughs> Kevin Costner, still hot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which lasted longer? Cedar Rapids businesses forced to close because of the derecho. Like, they were so damaged they couldn't operate. Mm-hmm. Or Iowan's ability to go to livestock auctions. <laughs> <laughs> Due to, you know, state proclamations and orders that closed, you know, certain uh, non-essential gatherings um, due to COVID at the height of, of sort of that time in Iowa. I think we read a story about that on the show. Bong. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that uh, they were out of business longer because of the derecho. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. There we go. Because I think we did talk about it on the show, because that was like a very early COVID thing that Kim Reynolds let let them keep having like livestock auctions. Yeah, which is <laughs> yeah like, exactly. Can you imagine how much spit the average like auctioneer <laughs> would generate during the course of one of those? Yeah, yeah. So during the height of COVID-19 restrictions, livestock auctions were never fully ceased. They could still operate with less than 10 people in attendance. I think that was the worst restriction they got. So 
and more than half of businesses in Cedar Rapids were closed for a week or more after the derecho. 32% were closed for two weeks or more. So Damn. Yeah. Okay. This is the final question. Okay. The current uh, current points are three to two. Okay. All right. So, Evan, you have a chance to tie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> well, none of none of those matter because whoever gets this question wins. I've just decided. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that it's there's more suspense. Yeah. I'll okay. erase these points then. <laughs> that's why that's why pencils have erasers, baby. <laughs> that's why my keyboard has a backspace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what cost specifically sixty million dollars? Iowa's coronavirus testing program, Test Iowa, recommended by Ashton Kutcher, or the city of Cedar Rapids derecho recovery. This is for the city specifically. Uh Oh, I guess that was kind of a different noise than what I was making before. Hey, every Sorry. time you do it, I don't think you're buzzing in. I think that's the sound you make when you think. Like you're like, oh, let me think about that one. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Well, that was my strategy all along. As soon as I start thinking, that's when I buzz in, and that gives me the advantage. Uh, right. So, yeah, I'm going to guess that that's the city's uh, derecho recovery expense. Yes, so yes. Um, city officials say that that is how much it is going to cost. That doesn't include the cost to replenish the city's lost tree canopy. Um, but I also wanted to note that, do you know what else cost $60 million? Creating the 2001 movie Shrek, which is <laughs> wow. <laughs> which is also celebrating a very special anniversary mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, 20 years of Shrek. Never forget, everything changed. <laughs> And um, Test Iowa cost about $26 million, so less than the cost to make Shrek. (laughs) Yeah, but Shrek wasn't a scam, and Test Iowa was. (laughs) Right. Shrek was actually a pretty endearing children's movie. (laughs) Yeah, Shrek was a cultural phenomenon. (laughs) Test Iowa is, at best, I don't know what Ashton Kutcher gets out of it, but yeah, big failure. Well, his tech bro buddy got a lot out of it, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just one last thing as we're wrapping up. So FEMA kicked in about $200 million for the Cedar Rapids derecho recovery, which that puts us closer to talking Shrek 2 budget numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. Yay. <laughs> right. I think I won then, right? Yeah, you, you won. You definitely job, won. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm putting a big uh, sash on your shoulder. <laughs> I'm putting the dunce cap on you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there's some news that I feel obligated to cover on the show. It's very much uh, part of our canon. Uh, This was written by Sarah K. LeBlanc for the Des Moines Register. uh, Published on August 7th. Updated on the 10th. I don't know what she added to it, but it's a pretty short article. The headline is, Ray Gun Fires Back. Oh, I bet that's an intentional. That's cute. Yeah, that's very cute. Very clever. I think Zap's back would have been more like technically accurate. Yeah, if they're firing rays. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Raygun fires back after Governor Kim Reynolds posts shirt for donors with familiar design. (laughs) Yeah, text. Text on a shirt with a solid color. (laughs) 
If you thought the design of Governor Kim Reynolds' latest campaign fundraiser t-shirt looked a bit familiar, you're not the only one. (laughs) Reynolds began offering donors the red exclusive t-shirt in a Facebook posting at 8 a.m. Thursday, available for a minimum donation of, since we've been talking about numbers a lot, anyone want to guess how much this t-shirt costs? Like 25? Higher. Is it like... Are we talking She's like really $100 Kanye West <laughs> tour tickets? Double digits. Whoa, okay. So this is like fundraiser plate money. <laughs> it's $35. It's Uh-oh. So not insane, but a lot for a t-shirt. Yeah. Available for a minimum donation of $35. It bears the message, you'll find me at the fair in capital white block letters aligned to the right of the shirt as viewed from the front. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> wow. Uh, Reynolds' name and the last name of her lieutenant governor, Adam Gregg, are on the back. Actually, let me let me look at the back here. I think it's just like her campaign. Like it's just very generic. Yeah, it's her like, like campaign it's her bum- branding bumper yeah. sticker. Yeah, logo. Do you think it's possible that whoever designed the shirt, and I'm thinking some young Republican intern, mm-hmm. they like were wearing a ray gun shirt and they looked at themselves in the mirror and then they tried to design it on like their computer and that's why, <laughs> that's it's, why it's like mirrored. <laughs> different. Um, yeah. It's centered right. It's aligned right <laughs> instead of left. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They're wearing one of the apolitical ray gun shirts. Like, I fucking love ranch dressing more than my mom. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> <laughs> or one of the conservative ones, like I love hog farming and bush light. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Less than five hours after Reynolds posted the image, Des Moines based t shirt maker Raygun took notice of how it appears to mimic its familiar style. The main difference is that the words are aligned to the right, as opposed to Raygun's typical left, and wow. some subtle font and spacing changes. <laughs> Sue them! <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like a political reference. Raygun aligns to the left because they're like a liberal t-shirt store. Mm, mm. I think you're giving him too much credit. I don't know. It may have been intentional. I don't know. That's assuming you think liberals are on the left. Well, li- liberals assume they are on the left. Right. Yeah. Themselves. But there are yeah, right wing. <laughs> you know that she like reread the article and then she thought of that as she was reading it and that's the update that she made <laughs> 3 days later. Yeah. Uh, just after 12.20 p.m. Thursday, <laughs> Reagan, whose <laughs> owner, Mike Draper's political leanings run well to the left of Reynolds, that's, that's fair. posted on its social media <laughs> that imitation is the highest form of flattery and debuted its own red shirt. Its right-aligned message is composed with the company's signature, SAS. You'll find me... <laughs> Actually, you know what? So the the Reynolds shirt was "You'll find me at the fair." Uh, mm-hmm. What kind of like brilliant wordplay do you think Reagan yeah. came up with? Oh fuck! <laughs> You'll fare poorly when you catch COVID at the fair. <laughs> Please do not vote for Kim Reynolds. They yeah. had, they had to make the font size a little bit smaller for that one. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find me. Um, Something about fair, you know, promoting fairness and bringing fairness to our state <laughs> at the ballot box. Okay, well, you you both put more thought into it than they did. Uh, the Reagan shirt says, "You'll find me voting for someone else." <laughs> someone else. 
Imagine yeah. seeing that shirt and not knowing the context behind it. <laughs> right. Yeah. What is this about? <laughs> okay. Yeah. At least, yeah, uh, at least the Reynolds shirt, like, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's internally consistent. <laughs> Undercutting the governor's price, Raygun is selling its shirt for, well, you want to guess the number here as well? Way too much. Yeah. No, it's probably cheaper. Pricey, aren't it's they? probably like 25. Just a little bit less. 20 bucks? Split the difference. Twenty twenty two fifty. Okay, it's 23.25. Oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that has any uh, significance, that specific number. $23.25. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, those, uh, that's the number that's associated with being sassy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you th- if you think like uh thirteen twelve logic twenty three twenty five would be B C B E. Hmm. B C B E. I don't think it's anything. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's any <laughs> secret messages there. <laughs> uh, we better I think, be like. I think rig entries are usually pretty straightforward. <laughs> uh, bipartisanship can bring everyone. <laughs> Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, I think if we think about it too hard, we will come up with something that makes that's too good, like too clever. Yeah, and then we're gonna start like Q two point oh. <laughs> yeah, beautiful centrism, beautiful <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I think you yours was also everyone. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll switch mine. My E is Earth. Beautiful centrism, beautiful Earth. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they're only selling this T-shirt online, so you're not going to see it in the store with zero context and wonder yeah. what the yeah. hell is going on. What the fuck? <laughs> I, the reason I saw this because I think OPAC posted about it, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Reagan, yeah. y- y'all don't miss." I don't think they actually said y'all. I don't think they said y'all. To be fair, <laughs> but uh, see you at the picnic, Reagan. Y'all don't miss. <laughs> Or Uh-oh. cookout or whatever it was. <laughs> no, I think she said barbecue. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not allowed yeah. to talk about this. This is a banned topic of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. <clears throat> but, you know, it's about Raygun, so I felt obligated to talk about it. That's our beat. We got to talk about Raygun. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, we should probably just do a print run of our own shirts like the two that you thought of were better than theirs anyway so (laughs) (laughs) and that's off the cuff like we i think if we put our minds together we get the group chat going unstoppable yeah i mean my shirt said explicitly not to vote for kim reynolds so that's like a big improvement i think right yeah you gotta gotta spell it out (laughs) i think we should make i think the t-shirt it would sell truly like hotcakes if we said i love ranch more than i love my fucking mom <laughs> dude actually yeah there's like a pretty uh, you could do ironic ironic like doubly ironic Reagan t-shirts <laughs> like yeah that, that could sell i think yeah i think natalie has wanted to do that like the whole time we've been doing this podcast so <laughs> Just opening up a, a mean ray gun parody store would be yeah. a dream. Uh, okay, I have some more, slightly like more substantive news to talk about as well. More important than t-shirts, if you can imagine that. <laughs> so KCRG's Beth Malicki interviewed the governor recently, 
on the subject of masks in schools. So schools uh, starting up in a couple weeks. Boo! <laughs> school <laughs> sucks. <laughs> but we all know what's going on. The schools aren't allowed to have mask mandates. Teachers are basically not even allowed to like talk about COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And it's getting worse right now. And it's especially bad because kids under the age of 12 cannot get the vaccine. <laughs> So if they aren't wearing masks, there's pretty much nothing stopping COVID from ravaging the school children yet again. And isn't the Delta variant as well, like putting more kids in the hospital than the previous variant? Absolutely it is. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Children are the future. <laughs> it's they fucked up too because it. <laughs> it's like they don't even like they literally just took the authority away from like school districts to decide yeah. their yeah. own policy for it. It's yeah. not even like a mask mandate or anything. It's like they just took that option completely out mm-hmm. of the toolbox. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, it, it is worse for kids. It's more infectious than, you know, the previous strain of the virus in general. Mm-hmm. And, well, I guess they've got a, an excerpt of the interview here in text that I can read from, and they give a little bit of context prior to the quotes Uh, Beth Malicki asked Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds about the issue of masks in schools, pointing out that Louisiana schools, which I guess, do they start school like in the middle of the summer? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But Louisiana schools saw thousands of positive cases within days of the school year, and the CDC is looking into if the Delta variant is more dangerous to children, which, as we've mentioned, uh, all indications are yes. So here is Beth Malicki. Or uh, anyone do a good Beth Malicki impression? <laughs> no, I'm I'm tapped out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, so you're going to have to pretend that Beth Malicki sounds like me. So with this uncertainty, what would it take for you to allow districts to initiate a mask mandate? And this is Governor Reynolds' response. So right now, I'd like to see data. They're not very transparent with the data. I've asked for a lot of data on their requirement for mask, and they have not been forthcoming. It's a recommendation. It is a guidance. We can find data on both sides of the issue. (laughs) (laughs) The impact that it potentially has to children, and so I want to make sure that we're being transparent with the data. We want to make sure that we're getting accurate data. I mean, some of their original data that they sourced was a site with a test or research out of India with a vaccine that we don't even use. And so when you do things like that, it tends to make people uncomfortable with what we're basing those decisions on. Wait, who's they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the CDC, maybe. CDC, maybe? But, <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> she she loves to use, like, words like data, or she'll use, I, I often note, like, stakeholders, or, like, these weird, like, businessy, I don't know, like, digital marketing words in her speeches or her, in her responses, and they, like, it's, it's really weird to me that she thinks, like, well, these are the things that... I have to like justify my decisions mm-hmm. by, but she's not really saying anything about like, no. like she's like, if I say this word, then they'll take me at what I'm saying as, as being like a well-researched or thought yeah. out opinion. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think that's very smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she said the word data seven times in what I just read and there's more to come. <laughs> 
Well, when she's looking at the cold, hard numbers, it obviously can't be because for any other reason that she would force children into a potentially unsafe environment. Yeah. The data says that I can do this. Yeah. I'm dictated by, by the, by logic. Or the lack yeah, so of data like, or something. When you gather data, you always have to make sure that you get the other data that is on the opposite side of the data. And then you have yeah. to compare the two. That's like a really important part of like doing science. Yeah, you want the data and you want the anti-data. You want the data, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and that's fuck. how the universe is balanced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. Uh, and props to whoever transcribed this because I, oh, I guess there's a, a period there, but most of what I just said was, uh, written here as one sentence. Yeah. I was going to say that sounded like exactly like a Markov chain bot, you know, like one of those yeah, internet, yeah, yeah. internet bots that just takes text and just regurgitates it yeah. in different, different order. Yeah. I just happened to like somehow the internet served me up that video of that woman who ran who ran well she was she was like a miss america contestant Mm -hmm. and she like just like spouts word salad when asked about like education or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i personally believe that u.s americans are unable to do so because uh, some uh, People out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere, like such as, and this went in fewer directions, I will say, <laughs> than yeah. that woman's response. Uh, so I was only about halfway through uh, Reynolds' response there, so l- let me continue. And so I think we just want to make sure that we're looking at all of the data, that we're taking everything into account. And right now, we're not seeing that transfer into hospitalizations with children, but we monitor this, monitor the data every single day, and we'll continue to monitor the data every day, and we'll respond accordingly. (laughs) (laughs) Which they actually don't do every day COVID reporting anymore, which is... uh, (laughs) Is it weekly Interesting. It's week, yeah, they they dump it at the end of the week on Friday here. Actually, I'm not sure when it comes out, but yeah, it's weekly. Mm -hmm. Which is very fucking stupid. Yeah, because positive cases are just as high now as they were in, like, February, right? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. So, right now, I think it's important for parents to know if you feel more comfortable with your child wearing a mask to school, then by all means you should do that. But, if you're a parent that knows the health of your children and you have made a decision based on what you know your child has either dealt with or been exposed to or their underlying condition, then that parents can make that decision as to whether they want to have their child wear a mask or not. If you've been doing experiments with your child to see (laughs) their resistance to various... (laughs) human pathogens yeah, i mean you know you know they you can know handle the health this of your child yeah this new variant that they've never been exposed yeah. to of this virus god damn you, you know they can handle it you know yeah. your kid it's 10 o'clock do you know the health of your child <laughs> god that's stupid so you know we'll continue to monitor the data that comes in and we'll respond accordingly I think she already said that. Yeah, like five times. <laughs> <laughs> well, in response to whatever that was, Beth Malicki asked, do you believe masks in school would reduce the spread? I, I'll, I will put that question to the panel who is currently present. Uh, Evan, Stella, do you believe masks in schools would reduce the spread? Uh, bong. Yes. 
Uh, well, I've poured over both sides of the data. I've mm-hmm. looked at, you know, the obtuse angles, uh, you know, acute angles. And yeah, I think I think they would. They, they would stop the spread or at least be uh, effective. Yeah. Yeah. Maliki's question was if they would reduce the spread, which I think is... Yeah, it's very fair to say yes to that. I would say, like, it's not gonna it's not gonna stop every single transmission of the virus, but reduce yeah. the spread. Yeah, it would help certainly. Isn't there an Iowa senator too who's like very anti bullying? Like, do you remember when that was like a big in vogue kind of thing for politicians to mm-hmm. say they cared about? And I mean, that was a few years ago now. But I mean, isn't it obvious? Like. Sure, I can ask my child to wear a mask, but like they go to school and someone like makes fun of them for doing that or like kids are so shitty, like kids are so mean, like and it's so important to to feel like you fit in when you're growing up like mm-hmm. if other kids aren't wearing it, of course you're just going to put it in your backpack like Yeah. Yeah. If we had Natalie here, she has she has strong opinions. Yeah. Yeah, and, and experience I, with the yes. issue. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gosh i know it was like a republican politician who was like anti-bullying i want to say even it was maybe like terry branstad or something i think that branstad actually did have talk about bullying Uh, i pulled up an article here that the iowa senate passed an anti-bullying in school bill in 2015 Mm -hmm. Uh, it passed 43 to 7 but uh, this article also lists Senator Rob Hogue as a Republican. So I don't know if we can trust mm. all the information here. <laughs> and that was when uh, Branstad was still around, of course. Yeah. And he talked, they have a video here, a related video of uh, Branstad talking about bullying in his 2015 Condition of the State address. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. So it was a, a big deal to him. Yeah, it was kind of like a hot button topic at the time. Yeah. So Maliki asked Reynolds uh, whether she believes that masks could help reduce the spread of the virus. And Governor Reynolds said, You know, I've not seen the data to necessarily say yes or no. We didn't see with COVID-19 the exposures were not found to be in the school, and that was in schools that did and didn't, so it was very consistent across the board. Excuse me? Didn't didn't do what are you talking about? Didn't have in person school or Weren't what? There, like, teachers who like fucking died. <laughs> like there yes. definitely were teachers who died. Yeah. Like during the school year. Mm-hmm. I, I think what she's saying is that some schools had mask mandates and some didn't. And regardless, the exposures were not found to be in the school. Which is horseshit. (laughs) (laughs) I would just like to encourage everyone to go to iowacovid19tracker.org and see the COVID-19 deaths in our schools. It has Mm -hmm. a memoriam of various educators and coaches who died due to COVID in the last year and a half. Yes. And that's anecdotal, so it doesn't count as data, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I think the other thing I was going to say is they're not doing contact tracing either. Like, No, that's all over. Yeah. I mean, there's never really been effective contact right. tracing. <laughs> right. So it's like they're not even trying to like figure out where the exposure is happening. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. Okay, so continuing with uh, her response to whether masks help. 
if you look at the states that you remember when we had the spike and it was across the country, I mean across the country later, yeah, pretty much the whole map of the United (laughs) States was burning down red in November and December. There was no variation between the states that had locked down, the states that have remained open, the states that have implemented mask mandates, and those that hadn't. There was no their outcomes. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so I guess she's saying uh, in November and December, it sucked everywhere regardless of who was trying to mitigate the yeah, spread. Yeah, so why even yeah. try? <laughs> but I think in November and December, everyone pretty much had given up, right? <laughs> like, no, no states were really, like, cracking down that hard at that point. Yeah, so the thing is you can travel freely between states yeah, as well. Yeah, that too. It's yeah, like, the fucking it's holidays. Like... They couldn't. They weren't stopping people from visiting their families. Yeah, yeah. They knew there was going to be a spike then because even with people social distancing, working from home, all that kind of stuff, like people had to be indoors more just because of the climate of the country, like the temperature. <laughs> so, yeah. and that makes transmission easier. So, right. imagine if we had like a federal government that could like step in to like coordinate some sort of like <laughs> nationwide response and they could work with the states and like figure out policies that would be effective across the board. Oh, I guess she is blaming Trump, isn't she? She's blaming Trump for the fact that uh, COVID <laughs> well, was like out of control. That government, that government is too big. But when she makes some sort of mandate that affects every single fucking school district in the state of Iowa, that's a good size of government. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the picture she's painting here is that the virus can get all of us at any time, no matter what we do. Like it's completely hopeless. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if you wear a mask. It doesn't matter. If like you quarantine, like it's yeah. going, it it will yeah. defeat any measures you take. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right in line with conservative thought. I mean, survival of the fittest. <laughs> yeah, isn't your immune system? Don't you know your own immune system and that it's strong and you'll be able? You don't need to put a poisonous vaccine in your body. Believe in yourself. <laughs> uh, Maliki pushed back with, but the research is pretty clear that masks do work. <laughs> Uh, Reynolds said well N95s work yeah they work if you wear them right there's also data that says that they don't (laughs) I mean there's data on both sides so you can find has she been in a hospital recently (laughs) and asked like what kind of masks they're wearing yeah what what the fuck like we need to ask her to cite her sources like data 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 where are you getting the you know the data and yeah. the anti-data governor well she Reynolds. said she's not getting she's not getting the data it's not she has no access to any of the data they're not being transparent with their data yeah there's <laughs> but there's data on the other side too and i can get all that that's transparent <laughs> yeah. that's that's yeah that's the anti-data is, is easy to find yeah. as someone who had to try to find data for a game show segment <laughs> over the last couple of days it's very difficult to find data i'll say that (laughs) yeah you want me to trust the data from these people who seem like they're hiding something or do you want me to take the data from over here where it's freely available and it says the opposite of the like (laughs) mysterious data who do you expect me to trust here okay so she was talking about how there's data on both sides and maliki asks do you find it equal Reynolds says, oh, listen, I'm not a scientist, so I have to take, I have to do the best that I can do with the information that I received, but really what I think I need to do is, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in your family. (laughs) 
I don't know what concerns that you have. You're a mom of those, your children, and you guys can make that decision. And so I really do believe that we need to put parents. We need to give them a say in moving and how and what their kids do. But like I said, I just said... We'll continue to monitor the situation, but like right now, I think there's there's people that support it, and there's people that don't. And so, what we're saying is, if you feel very strongly about your child wearing a mask, and you feel more comfortable about them getting a vaccine, not getting a vaccine, wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, then that's their option. So fucked up. Wow. Parent, children do not belong to their parents. Like, like there's plenty of vaccines that children have to get to go to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes the well-being of a child, like, you know, there are many court cases that show that we've decided as a society that sometimes the well-being of a child is the state's interest and Mm -hmm. the state has an obligation to put policies in place that protect the welfare of children from their shitty, stupid parents. (laughs) (laughs) All of Reynolds' responses are reading like, Charlie from It's Always Sunny in that episode where, they, where they're running for office and he writes a speech. Hello, fellow American. This, you should vote me. Yeah, like I feel bad making fun of her because she is so dumb, but also she's the governor, <laughs> so we have an obligation. Yeah, well, I think, uh, I was going to say she deserves a master class in dissembling, but she's also like not good at it <laughs> because it's so transparent. But like, I don't know, I wonder about people who are less engaged to like maybe didn't even pay that much attention to COVID, which is crazy, yeah. but yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how this comes across other than how I see it, which is just fucking insane. I need to watch the video of this at some point and see if it's just like as incoherent as trying to read it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Maliki said, we're almost to the end of this, but uh, Maliki said, if like me as a parent, if I want my son and daughter to wear a mask at school, but they get there and say, forget this and they tear it off. Can the teacher be like, your mom sent a note? And Reynolds responds, I don't know. (laughs) Maliki says, because we don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is Reynolds' closer. This is how they end this uh, excerpt here. This is what we did. We said we're not going to mandate it, that we're going to put parents back in charge of their children. Parents will make the decision on how we move forward with this. They can still have, you know, they still have options to do some online learning that's available. Is that true? That sounds like (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea, but it seems like the whole thing is that they absolutely do not want to do any online learning. Like, they don't want that to be an option. Yeah. There's a process to go through that. And I said kids need to be in the classroom. So we need to look at the whole child will make making these decisions. Huh? And what? we continue to see a lot of bad <laughs> outcomes that we put Stop these kids through. Stop looking at my whole child. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking I Yeah, it's like we, we want to put the control in the hands of the parent. But who has to like enforce these rules and like live with the consequences too? Like the teachers who have already been mm-hmm. through yeah. a year of fucking hell. Ugh. Yeah. And uh, we continue to see a lot of bad outcomes that we put these kids through, especially kids that haven't been in the classroom for almost two years. I'm telling you, the impact that we're going to have on those children is unconscionable. (laughs) Well, we agree there. (laughs) (laughs) We have fucked up everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I can't believe they got her on record saying that. Yeah, let me read that last part again. We have fucked up everything. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'm telling you, the impact that we're going to have on those children is unconscionable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Famous last words, I guess. <laughs> so that's where uh, that's where the the state government's at right now with COVID. Uh, it's hard not to just talk about COVID like all the time doing this podcast because it just dominates everything. Mm-hmm. But that's where we're at now. Uh, so school starts in a couple weeks, and it's gonna be hell again. It's been hell every time school starts again. <laughs> <laughs> but not for the like the usual reasons. Now, like mm-hmm. you have to learn. <laughs> right, doing homework and like your teachers are mean or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Books, teachers' dirty looks, that right. kind of thing. Yeah, now you could also die. <laughs> so what else can we say? We got the governor's words on that. Uh, I think they speak pretty well for themselves. The words speak well for themselves. The words um, <laughs> speak better than she does, I guess, for themselves. Yeah, if, <laughs> if the words were like in charge of where they were placed in a sentence and like whether they could like remove <laughs> themselves from the clauses, like I think the words could figure it out for themselves a little bit better. Take some control away from the governor and let the words decide for themselves, you know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, since I think, you know, we've said all we need to say on that topic, let's end with a more fun piece of news. Also starring an old friend of ours. <laughs> so <laughs> I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we, we <laughs> talked about this earlier today. This is like brand new information. Uh, this was published on KCCI, but they were uh, reposting it from a news station in New Hampshire. So this is headlined, former Iowa Democratic Party chair named head of New Hampshire Democratic Party. <laughs> that is treasonous (laughs) you know the rivalry we have with those people yeah he's i honestly think that perhaps he's just gonna go from state to state in order of their caucus or primary (laughs) following the exact order fuck them all up one after the other (laughs) oh guess i'm on to nevada he puts his bindle over his shoulder and walks on to the next state. <laughs> Time to sell a monorail in Nevada. <laughs> so this was uh, written by John DeStasso. And I don't have to pronounce his name right because I'll never see it again. Because he's not an Iowan. The New Hampshire Democratic Party has tapped the former chair of the Iowa Democrats as its top staffer for the 2022 midterm elections and the 2024 presidential cycle as well. I don't think we've said his name yet. KCCI sister station WMUR reports Troy Price is relocating to the Granite State to become the New Hampshire Democratic Party's executive director, Effective Monday. Price will lead a staff of more than a dozen people as the party <laughs> beefs up its operations in preparation for the 2022 election. Couldn't you just promoted any one of those other dozen people and it like, yeah. wouldn't have been a like PR debacle and like fuck. like what the fuck like why? I mean uh, <sighs> I mean insane. This, this sounds like cronyism to me. Yeah, which I mean, we, we know like, that Democrats would never do. 
is he like an agent of the national party and they like install him in places to um, accomplish certain goals or something? What do you think, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he what worked for the Obama campaign, worked for the Hillary campaign. Mm-hmm. You never, if you're like in like these political spheres, like you, it's like impossible for you to like lose. I mean, like he lost his job, obviously, but obviously mm-hmm. it didn't fucking stop him from yeah. just, you know. Taking a little detour to a parallel position. Yeah, you know? the the equivalent job. There's no and consequences for any of this shit. It's kind of, so I don't know too much about this, but I would be really interested in, like, understanding. I know, like, the for lack of a better term, like, what is the Iowa brain drain for people who work for the party and mm-hmm. then end up in other states or, like... Mm-hmm. Like, what is the turnover for the party? And is that, like, part of the reason why they seem so ineffective? Um, right. This well, is just a I, stepping stone, yeah. Exactly. I think people who are, like, actually, like, activist types get burned out real quick yeah. and end up not working for the party anymore. So the kind of people who stick around are, like, the fucking mm-hmm. loyalists. Careerists. Yeah. Yep, bureaucrats. But it's just like, even in, when you think about 2008 and how many people ended up like voting for Barack Obama and how many people for the first time either registered as a Democrat or like there was a substantial amount of people in Iowa specifically that switched party affiliation from Republican to Democrat because of like how intense the national mood was around that. And so it's just Mm -hmm. like... There was so much momentum at that time. So many people signed up to be part, like to caucus or to request an absentee ballot, things of that nature. What happened to all these lists of like people who (laughs) were interested in like getting involved and they wanted to be activated to, I don't know, it's just, it's just shitty because it just seems like every time someone comes into a position, like there's a learning curve and like you don't have that historic knowledge of what's been done what's been tried and so you probably like try those same things over again (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) or you know you don't know what's what's been going on so i don't know iowa democratic party seems worse than than most (laughs) yeah uh they talk here about how the dnc is uh considering changing up the calendar for 2024 and booting iowa and new hampshire from their early roles in the process and uh, part of Troy's job now with the New Hampshire party is to keep them as the first in the nation primary. So that's that's goal number one. That's most important. <laughs> um, he's succeeding veteran party strategist and organizer Ryan Mahoney, who has been the interim executive director since April. Mahoney will remain with the party, however, as a senior advisor for state races, focusing full-time on working to restore Democratic majorities to the New Hampshire House and Senate, as well as the Executive Council. Uh, I don't know a ton about New Hampshire politics. I know they have a lot of libertarians in their state legislature. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's their thing. And I think they tend to vote Democrat for national races, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, both their senators are Democrats. Um, Yeah, I don't know about local stuff, but I imagine it's pretty competitive. Mm -hmm. Is the reason that there's so many libertarians there is they, I feel like libertarians actively encourage libertarians to move there so that that someday it (laughs) could be like the first libertarian-controlled state. Keene, New Hampshire. If anyone knows about Keene, New Hampshire, that's literally exactly what they did. Uh, It's like... (laughs) 
I think there's other ex- there's other examples around like the oh, northeast fuck. like that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it was a fail. It was a horrendous, hilarious failure. And there's like some uh, it's what's the Free State Project? I think is what it's called. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some very funny videos that came out of that, like people like screaming at like parking uh, meter <laughs> enforcers, <laughs> like shit like that. <laughs> uh, Price early last year resigned as Iowa Democratic Party chair about a week after what was widely viewed as a debacle in the recording and reporting of the results of the first in the nation caucus. And then they recap that whole thing, which we don't really need to do again. We all know what happened. We lived it. <laughs> so like. <laughs> There's like that's what I'm saying there's like a thousand people probably in New Hampshire who could do this job yeah. just as well. So like why God. why do this? Why invite all the negative publicity? It's insane. It really is. And if I mean if their goal is to keep their whatever second or first in the nation primary, then this guy has all he yeah. does is fuck shit up. He's the it's face definitely... of not making that happen again. Yes, well, yes. You know who won the New Hampshire primary? It's Bernie. <laughs> yeah so they're they gotta, they're bringing in yeah. troy price to fucking <laughs> and it wasn't my like conspiracy uh, take it wasn't as yeah. close or ambiguous as it was here right yeah so they need to you know tamp yeah down no it that. was a lot yeah. no i think bernie won like something like 25 percent of the vote which was enough i mean that doesn't sound that much but it was a wide either way still i don't time. i don't know if that's actually the reason either way it's fucking ridiculous and <laughs> insane i 100 percent believe that that is the case and god can you just fucking imagine this guy's first day like just being one of his co-workers like having to work with this guy as your boss someone who's lived <laughs> like he's has he ever been to new hampshire before in his life like <laughs> i don't know yeah he's an <laughs> iowa guy i mean he's like a yeah. native <laughs> yeah, he's from here. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, um, so they talk about how the Iowa caucus got fucked up and how Price was like, you know, in charge at the time, so mm-hmm. he gets the blame. But then they got um the New Hampshire party chair whose name is Raymond Buckley. Uh Buckley told WMUR These issues were confined to the process in Iowa and have no relevance to the New Hampshire primary or New Hampshire elections, which are entirely (laughs) state-run. Yeah. Which is true, but then that also means, like, this guy has no experience with your elections either. Like, what what relevance does he have to you? (laughs) Yeah. What made him the man for the job? (laughs) Yeah. And Buckley said, when Price was interviewed by NHDP officials, the Iowa controversy did not come up. <laughs> what? Are you fucking kidding me? Didn't even discuss it. Just broadcasting oh, they're bad your incompetence. At people. Yeah, they're bad. That'd be the first thing you ask about. Oh my gosh. What was your prior job experience, Troy? <laughs> hey, so you made uh, the news in your last job. Uh, yeah. What's the yeah, what was I, your I did a quick Google day? search. <laughs> It's kind of a high-profile uh, resignation <laughs> at your previous position. Can we talk uh, about that? Uh, he said that Price was unanimously selected by members of a search committee organized to recommend a successor to Mahoney in the top staff role and then was unanimously confirmed by the New Hampshire Democratic Party Executive Committee. So zero competition as well, which uh, yeah. to me is a sign of you know, cronyism. <laughs> yeah, the Bruce Harold of it all. Like, <laughs> right, right. Do they say why he's chosen? Like, not, I mean, why? not specifically. <laughs> they just say that, like, 
he's a good organizer. He has a track record, but he has connections. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably, that's definitely, I got, you know, yeah. it, that's the reason why I'm sure they hired him. <laughs> oh, you he know does what? have connections. You know what? They've, they've got this here. This is a statement from the New Hampshire Democratic Party. Price guided Iowa Democrats to their most successful election in years in 2018. <sighs> As if that's not just like a fluke. <laughs> like ev- every other and year. How successful that. was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> immediately like rolled back even harder in the next election. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> he did great. Yeah, that, that was one election. that was a midterm election. Like again, like the opposition party like gained seats every fucking time. Yeah, yes. really not due to his efforts. Honestly, Trump was just like very unpopular and energized a lot of liberals to vote in the midterms. But the blue wave was not nearly as strong as they expected. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that red wave is going to do in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> that I wonder how many like, how many elections did Democrats need to lose before they actually, like, fucking clean house or change strategy in any way whatsoever? <laughs> I mean, we're going to find out. It's not fucking pretty, though. You know what? They, they give a little bit more of Price's uh, resume here as well. Price was executive director of the Iowa Democrats from 2013 to 2015. Okay. Were those good years for the Iowa Democrats? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I don't think so. He was a senior advisor to Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. You know how what? did that I, go? <laughs> I, I knew that this guy was bad news, and I have been searching for someone to assign 100% of the blame for like how shitty the party has been in the last decade. And you know what? It was Troy Price's fault. I feel yeah. confident yeah. saying that he is a piss-poor leader. And... <laughs> nice to be able to fucking hightail it out of Iowa to New Hampshire when all the fucking chickens come home to roost. Yeah. <laughs> you can envision his move over to New Hampshire as us chasing him across the state line with horses <laughs> and pitchforks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he was he worked for the Clinton campaign in 2016, also a failure, and uh, was named IDP chair in July 2017. So they give him credit for the midterms immediately following that. And then he was most recently the political director of the AFSCME Union's Iowa Council. So are we going to consider that to be a success? You know, union, municipal employee unions in Iowa? Has that been going well recently? (laughs) I hope this is... I mean, I would love it for like maybe we could do a brief follow up on him in three years from now when he's done something really weird <laughs> or bad. But like, I never want to fucking talk about this guy and his effect on Iowa and like him <laughs> like screwing shit up ever again. Oh, I hate him so much. Uh, I want to mention uh, Troy Price. If you go on his Twitter page, he went on a vacation to Puerto Rico. Uh, mm-hmm. in November of 2020, which is the fucking height of the pandemic. Yeah. Like, imagine getting on a yeah. plane in 2020, <laughs> November. Yeah. But I want to read this tweet uh, he posted <laughs> while he was there. Oh, yeah. Sitting on the patio, listening to Barack Obama read A Promised Land, enjoying a Manhattan, and soaking in what is likely the last warm day of the year. Life is good. <laughs> life, life certainly was great in november of 2020 yeah we all agree things were great <laughs> definitely not the worst <laughs> month of my fucking life yeah oh my fucking god oh, i hate this guy 
I told you, folks, this is the the number one podcast for haters in the state yeah. of Iowa. Oh, it feels good, though. It feels good to hate someone this much sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Hate is good. It's motivating. We can yeah. forge our hate into a sharp spear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many times do you have to see they go low, we go high, fail for you to fucking like get smart <laughs> about it? We want actual people who have like actual fucking convictions that they actually want to do something with, you know, mm. instead of just fucking people who like want to take the high road and like think that there's like virtue and just like showing love to their fucking people who hate them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, believe me, the Republicans know hate. Like oh, fuck, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. They embrace their hatred. In fact, yeah, they like. Did you not? watch donald trump like (laughs) for four years like jesus when it comes to like fascism if you are not fully in a hatred sort of mode toward that you are bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's as simple as that yeah (laughs) so i don't know i don't think i know anybody in new hampshire but if you are any sort of uh liberal or person on the left in new hampshire i would be very wary of what the democratic party is going to be up to for the next couple of years yeah uh, good luck <laughs> keep an eye on this guy he's gonna he's gonna sabotage your primary process so i i would encourage you not to you know engage with the democratic party in new hampshire try to do something else there's a lot of libertarians there so it, it seems like you could do something outside of the uh mainstream political parties in new hampshire maybe yeah is weed legal there you could get that done do that tomorrow (laughs) i i would assume it is but maybe like take the next step and legalize cocaine or something (laughs) oh oh hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) i would focus on issues based campaigns in new hampshire and uh stay out of the party politics for a while Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's good advice yeah your your efforts will definitely be uh co-opted for the privilege of pete Buttigieg or something (laughs) right (laughs) that's yeah i mean maybe this is a signal that pete Buttigieg is actually the 2024 successor to joe biden (laughs) could be he he is the transportation guy or whatever price was absolutely a Buttigieg guy Mm -hmm. oh yeah can you imagine how mad kamala harris will be if joe biden endorses and supports pete (laughs) i don't know man she might be happy with it she's probably wanted to take a break you know (laughs) right about now (laughs) yeah well she gets all the shit piled on her she gets all yeah that's literally that the biden administration is just like here take all this like intractable like awful shit (laughs) not that kamala is any good at handling that but you know joe just gets to eat ice cream and then Go back to his hospital bed or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's closer to death than they want us to believe. (laughs) Sorry, I'm I'm getting into QAnon territory. Yeah. Yeah. While we're here, though, before we leave, (laughs) I I think someone posted a video recently of him, like, going the wrong way on the White House grounds, like, going towards the wrong, like, he was going the wrong direction. He went to some shrubs he wasn't supposed to be by, (laughs) and they had to, like, redirect him. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And he's been there, he knows those gardens, like, the back of his hand, right? Yeah, he's been there for, like, like, 15 years. (laughs) 
You know how like if the president's on the White House grounds and he has he can't like drive his own vehicle, like they always have to have a Secret Service drive him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. imagine Joe Biden ends up in a wheelchair and they like hook it up to like remote control and so like he has no control of where he's going <laughs> there's just some guy like silently like <laughs> controlling where his wheelchair goes so he doesn't do any embarrassing yeah. shit like go the wrong direction yeah ride it into a bush yeah well that's all the news for today um i do have one more very important thing uh this is actually a call to action to our listeners we have a very important task for you so, Little Village Magazine here in Iowa City is uh, soliciting nominations and votes for a shitload of categories. A shitload of categories. <laughs> a lot, yeah. Like Including, best... like, best COVID? Best <laughs> place to go to avoid COVID, I guess? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's categories. There's categories. Your home and... <laughs> One of the categories is COVID-19. I didn't actually look at it. I assume it's, like... <laughs> Who has done the best job dealing with COVID-19 and not like, what's your favorite person who got COVID-19 or (laughs) something like that? But there's stuff like, what's the best restaurant? Who's the best musician or whatever the hell? But there's really only one of these awards that matters. (laughs) And that award is the Best Local Podcast Award. And as soon as I saw that, it's just been digging its claws into my brain. I need it like Gollum needs the ring. <laughs> I need Rock Hard Caucus to win the Little Village Best Local Podcast Award of 2021. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, I'm going to put a link directly to that category only <laughs> in the description of this episode. So it'll take you straight there to the one thing I want you to do, which is vote for Rock Hard Caucus as Best Local Podcast. Just click on that link. Just type in the name of this podcast, Rock Hard Caucus. It's going to make you register with like some information. You can probably just put in fake information, whatever. Oh, no. um, oh don't get us disqualified. <laughs> uh, the zip code's here, 52240. <laughs> that will get you. See, I'm a Polk County resident. I haven't voted in this because I feel like yeah. I'd be tainting you know, the results. Yeah. But you know, I'm a man of honor. <laughs> I want this to be a But landslide. you should vote for this. You're a man of the Crandic, Evan. You can vote. <laughs> I'm, you can vote. I originated... Well, I'm actually... Not, I'm Washington, Iowa. That's my that's uh, my hometown. So that's yours, a, little, yours, a little further yours, south. Your scrupulous moral character is <laughs> getting in the way of our Machiavellian plans our, once again. Yeah. <laughs> Our tiny little ego boost. <laughs> <laughs> if Justin says he needs this... We got to make it happen. <laughs> Justin is an angel. He is an angel on earth. We got to make this happen, you guys. All right. I'll take the phone shift this weekend. We'll, <laughs> we'll, get, it, we'll get it going. I'm an earth angel. <laughs> yeah, we'll do, we'll do phone banking. We'll knock doors for this. Um, this is more important than any local election. Oh, oh, fuck. Fuck, Justin. I put Troy Price in, in charge of this. Oh, no. We're in big trouble. <laughs> Best local podcast. Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if Pete Buttigieg, if Bernie had a podcast. I wonder if Pete Buttigieg had a podcast. <laughs> oh man, did you see? I know they talked about it on another podcast, but uh, there's that article about Chastin Buttigieg uh, mm-hmm. and his uh, post Washington D.C. life. It's it's devastating. 
It makes you <laughs> yeah, feel so sorry I, for the guy. They talk Aww. about that on Chapo, right? I haven't yes. been listening, but I heard yeah. that they, they covered that. So I'll get to it eventually. That sounds good. I'll just say that the data supports and the anti-data supports <laughs> voting for Rock Hard Caucus. Yeah, I've seen data on both sides of <laughs> what's the best local podcast. And yeah. actually, it's pretty conclusive. It's Rock Hard Caucus. We're leaving it up to the parents <laughs> and our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Think about how funny it would be if Little Village had to interview us about our podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be very funny. <laughs> you know you want to vote for it. So click on the link and do it, please. This is all I've ever asked of you. Well, except I guess I've asked for money, but... <laughs> and, and don't listen to that episode of Toxic Feminine Mystique where we <laughs> may have said some things about one of their columnists. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's neither here nor there. Um... All right. Well, that that was the only really important thing in the whole episode. So now that that's out of the way, I think we can be done. Ready to sign off? Yes. Uh, peace peace yep. and love. Um, Ringo Starr. Yeah. Ding, ding. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Earth angel, earth angel, will you be mine, my darling dear? Love you all the time. I'm just a Maliki got the stiffy, yeah. <laughs> Cut that. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's like a four-year-old reference. I don't even know what it was. Oh, oh, you're not a Takashi Six Nine fan, Justin? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, good. It's a blind spot for me. Sorry. <laughs>